What's up, my beautiful humans? My name is Caitlin, and welcome to the Outdoor Fit Podcast. I combine my love of the outdoors and my background in nutrition and fitness coaching to bring you information that will keep you well-fed, strong, and kicking ass in the mountains. Lace up your boots and grab some snacks. Let's get into it. All right, welcome, welcome, all of my beautiful humans. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a really long time coming, and I am so excited to bring you all the information that I've learned from my personal experiences and things that I've learned on my guided trips, on all of the educational background things that I have. So Avalanche One courses, wilderness medicine, EMT. And then on the training side and more gym-oriented, my nutritional background, um, soon to be NTP, By the time you're hearing this, I'll be about a month away from becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner, as well as my background in nutrition coaching and personal training and fitness group coaching. And so thank you again for being here. This first episode, I just wanted to kind of dive right in and start talking about stationary to summit. And you know, we're getting into the shoulder season here. It'll be September by the time this comes out. And I live up in Bozeman, Montana, and it's already starting to change. Um, Our summers are very, very fast up here, and we have a very long winter. And so we're getting into those colder seasons. Like this morning, I think it was like in the 50s. Um, I'm only getting up into the low 80s and then in the 70s by the weekend. So we're already getting into the shoulder season. And, you know, up here it turns into mud and cold and rain, and eventually it'll start snowing. Same thing happens in the spring, we call it mud season, where those trails aren't particularly ready to have humans on them. And so now that we're going into winter, starting to think about like, what are you going to do in the meantime? And how are we going to get you ready for your epic ski season of whether you're getting into backcountry or you're just sticking to either your cross country skiing or downhill skiing? whatever your little heart's desire. And so thinking about it in a bigger picture, you know, we start to see these things that are being sold as four week programs. And for my people who have come from a gym background like myself, we start seeing all of these things pop up that are three week, four week, get you ready boot camp style. And I'm here to tell you that those aren't always necessarily the best option. Four weeks really isn't enough time. It's enough time to get you started and like excited, but you're not going to see many changes in that time. And you know, I'm very guilty of this in the past, especially after my ski patrolling career was over of my first run of the year and I get halfway down a run. It's like, oh my goodness, my legs can't fucking do this. And that's when I think back to what I should have been doing in September, October, November is getting ready for this time. So not necessarily saying that you need to take three months to do it. However, the longer, the better, but getting you into thinking about your long-term goal. So you're setting yourself for these bigger trips. These, you want to go two, three times a week to the resort to ski. Even if you're using that as your fitness focus in that time, we want to make sure that you're doing everything safely and ultimately giving yourself the biggest advantages you can to make the most of that season. And so for smaller trips, or if you're live somewhere that is 
a warmer climate, unlike where I live. And you just make little trips up to go skiing or you make those, say, like three to five days as opposed to where I am planning for nine months. You want those littler trips to, they're still important, um, but you can approach them in a different light. And ultimately, you don't want to screw yourself over for whatever size trip you have, whatever size season you have, because we all want to ski as long as we can. Like that is why we work out. That is why we do what we do. And we want to make sure that our knees stay healthy, knock on all of the wood around you. Um, So when you're launching yourself off of cliffs or just skiing in knee deep powder, that you're not going to fall apart. And so with all that in mind, thinking about how you're going to structure it. So how much time is ideal? I say somewhere like 10-ish weeks is a good starting point. You know, you can cram in like six to eight is where you'll start to see those changes occur. However, this is just fitness that we were talking about and strength overall and a little bit of endurance because you can gain it in that time. But if we're, now we're specifically talking about ski season, You want to make sure that you're building strength in your legs. You're doing your isometric holds. You know, your pack is ready to, or your, sorry, your shoulders are ready to carry your pack. And then your legs can still climb. Hopefully you're in shape from hiking or biking from somewhere in there. Um, And then also just keeping your core and everything as tight as possible and making sure that it is staying strong because if your back goes out, your season can be over, unfortunately. And so these training programs, they are a little bit more season dependent. And so talking specifically skiing, you know, whether you're a downhill skier like myself and dabble in backcountry, um, or if you're some crazy person who decides that doing lunges down a mountain is a good idea. I, I love you tele skiers, but I will never be doing what you do. Um, lunges down a mountain is just a little too hardcore for me. So we want to make sure that we are using our legs in a different way than we have been hiking. Hiking, we are walking, we are climbing, we are going downhill. So we're using a lot of those faster twitch muscles. And then as we get into the ski season, you know, you're hopefully going down something that is super rad, but you are holding an edge the entire time as you make a turn. And in that you're basically doing just an isometric squat hold. Um, So making sure you're getting that time under tension, um, going a little bit deeper into that, these training sessions can be split up into, you know, this is a very leg dominant sport and you don't need as much upper body. So you can switch to say you work out five days a week, three of those can be legs a little bit more quad focus, just because in skiing, you're leaning slightly more forward, getting a lot of tension on your quads. And then two of those days can be more maintenance on your upper body. So treating it just a little bit more unevenly, as opposed to doing either full body all day or evening it out. You want to give a little bit more focus onto your legs and core, upper body, you know, Who knows if you're going to fall or do something crazy 
Um, you still want to have that upper body strength keeping you together. However, if you've built up a base for it, that is something of a lesser concern. And so getting back to that five day split, you might want to look at so three days are lower, two days are upper. Those three lower days, focusing two more that are specifically a little bit more quad dominant, and then one that is in that hamstring dominant. And so in those quad dominant um, stages, you can do a lot of knee extension, strengthening your quads. You can get into more cyclist squats, squat holds, um, anything that is at an imbalance and making sure that we are incorporating a little bit um, more of that quad focus in there. Then into the hamstrings, I really like glute focus movements. Deadlifts are my favorite thing. I am a sadistic human being who just loves to destroy herself doing deadlifts. And I am who I am as a human being. I won't fault you guys if you don't fault me. And so working on that posterior chain, especially in deadlifts, can be super beneficial because that in itself is going to do two things at once, where it is strengthening your hamstrings and glutes and getting you ready for anything that is going to throw you off balance. Say you have to hike up to a certain point like we do here at Bridger. Um, if you want to hike the ridge, you have to get out of your skis and hike up. And so you don't want to just throw it all away, focusing on those hamstrings as well. And then there are a lot of different isometric holds you can do there, single leg or dual leg hamstring planks, and then getting into, you know, I am a big proponent of single leg exercises, single leg RDLs and lunge variations of all kinds are really important because we are not equal on both sides. Like, especially for me, I know that my right leg is a lot stronger than my left. I've been working at this imbalance for a long time, but you know, I was a soccer player for 17 years and my right foot got really dominant. Um, and then I've had surgeries on it as well. And so my right leg, my balance is a lot worse than my left. And so knowing those things about yourself, you can also change your training to a certain extent to fit your specific needs. So I have been doing this for a long time now. Um, I started ski patrolling in 2015 or 2016, sorry. Um, it was a 15, 16 season up in Tahoe. And, you know, I went into that season not really doing much. Um, I got my EMT license. I love to ski, but I hadn't been doing anything super consistently. And so that was a little bit different for me, needing to take a step back and see like, oh, wow, I am not doing well. Um, and then incorporate that into training, especially for the next season. Being a ski patroller, you're on your skis all day long, every day. And so you get you get strong really fast. Um, then going back into the upper body days, you know, these can look like a lot of planks. Again, isometric holds are going to be important for this, but also single arm movements, you know, pressing bicep curls, rows are all still important. We need those movements for basic everyday life. If you're looking at it from a skiing perspective, I am going to like, if I have a client who comes to me and says, I want to be the strongest skier I can, 
We're going to focus a lot on legs. And then those upper body movements are going to be, you know, keeping your shoulders back. So rowing a lot, um, you know, incline shrugs, keeping your shoulders strong. And then those things like bicep and tricep extensions, those are going to fall into the accessory category where we'll still do them. However, they're going to be a little bit less unnecessary, not important. They're just going to be towards the bottom of the scale. And so in those bigger movements, really focusing on bringing our back up, keeping our posture, making sure our core is nice and tight. And then that is so thinking about it in the ways of like you're climbing up a mountain with a pack on your back, just like you do in summer. But backcountry skiing is a little bit different where you're carrying a pack that has you know, beacon probe, shovel, a little bit more water than normal, just because if you're out, not at a resort and just out in the backcountry, you don't have the ability to just like grab water from a stream like you do in the summer. So that pack's going to be a little bit heavier. And also backcountry skiing packs are not like backpacking backpacks. So they don't necessarily keep all of the weight off of your shoulders. Uh, I love my backpacking pack, and we'll talk about this in a later episode, probably once we get into more of summer stuff down the road. But my backcountry backpack, backcountry skiing backpack, it's the Black Diamond 32. It's like the Dawn Patrol. It's from three years ago, so I don't know if they they probably improved it. Um, But most everything is on my shoulders. I don't have a lot that just... I can't really transfer it onto my waist. And unlike the summer, you're wearing a lot more layers. And so it is harder to cinch down that waistband as tight as you can to get it off of your shoulders. So there's just different variations of how you can personally load your pack and have it sit on your body. And that's the one thing that's awesome about women's specific packs is they are made for hips. They are not meant unlike, sorry, unlike men's packs that they have straight bodies and no hips. And so that's kind of how I break down those five days of training. Of course, as you get into ski season proper, you're going to be skiing. And that's what I love about, you know, my, my gym time is going to help me be better in the outdoors. And so my goals are a little bit different at the moment, but they are going to go back to that where I'm lifting heavy, you know, four days a week. And then I am going to ski hopefully three times a week, two to three times a week, depending on my work schedule. But that gives you a nice balance. So making it full circle, starting in that preseason, your digging as hard as you can and you're just trying to make it through that shoulder season into the ski season, you know, you can amp up your training because the weather's going to be shitty as it is and making sure that you're prioritizing just a little bit more leg dominance and then a little bit less to an extent in the upper body. And so taking that as 10 plus weeks, the longer, the better. And then just having fun with it is the most important part because you want to make sure that what you're doing, you enjoy. And, you know, I am a big, huge proponent of getting a coach through this just so I like 
even if you've been skiing your entire life, there's still things you can learn from it. I have been cross-country skiing since the day that I could walk. And I think even before that, if you ask my parents, there's a picture of me that I think that they finagled poles into the ground like to hold me up. But I have been skiing since day one and patrolling for many, many years. And there's still things that I can improve on every season. And so there's enjoyment, a little bit of humility, making sure that your ego is not getting in the way, saying that, oh, I can just get out there and, you know, attack the mountain. And that's all great. But I want to set you up for the most successful winter that you can have that's going to keep you injury free and just make your winter so much more fun. So you don't have to spend the first three months of it dying because you only get to ski two days a week instead of the four you were planning. And so that is my goal. The combination of the gym and the outdoors coming together to create this human being that is so capable and so strong in the outdoors. And if you ever have any questions about it, I am always here. Whether it's training programs, nutrition, which we'll get into in the next one, because this is my bread and butter and what I love to do is nutrition. And I am always here. So please find me on Instagram. Contact me any way that you need if you have any questions. But thank you so much for joining. That's episode one. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the episode, please subscribe, follow, and share with all of your hiking buddies. And until next time, don't forget to pack your snacks. Thanks, guys. What's up, my beautiful humans? My name is Caitlin, and welcome to the Outdoor Fit Podcast. I combine my love of the outdoors and my background in nutrition and fitness coaching to bring you information that will keep you well-fed, strong, and kicking ass in the mountains. Lace up your boots and grab some snacks. Let's get into it.